Hey everybody, this is episode 15 of Griff's Brain Dump and it's me, Griff. Obviously, how's everyone doing? How's your week been? Hey, Arsenal fans, how are you feeling? Wenger in now, is it? You fucking turncoats. <laughs> oh, you fickle, disloyal South Londoners. <laughs> Cannot believe you. But no, Arsenal absolutely dominated the game yesterday and fully deserved to win. Like, what the hell happened to Chelsea, hey? Kante couldn't play a two-yard pass. Arsenal absolutely dominated. And now they have qualified for the English Super Cup final. Or as it's better known, the Community Shield. They get to play in our home ground next year. Ah, shit. But hey... I'll go and give them their, their chance of glory, their uh, their time. I'm not going to shit on their parade. They, they actually won a trophy. Spurs didn't. So, fair play to Arsenal. But, hey, Champions League isn't a trophy. Although you wouldn't have guessed that we spoke to Arsenal fans for the past 20-odd years. <laughs> well, hey, fair play to them. And then Kelbrook fight yesterday. Lost to Errol Spence Jr. Now, I'm not going to talk about the fight. Like, I watched it happen. There's photo evidence of me being asleep while the fight was on. Um, but I watched the highlights this morning um, before this podcast. Seemed like a good, good fight. Obviously, he fractured his left eye socket this time. Um, which is just dreadful. I have two fractured eye sockets. Stopped the fight. Took a knee. And um, can't begrudge the guy for doing that. When you can't see and you've already fractured your other eye socket. I think that's the time to say, um, stop punching me in the face now. That's that's the time. That is the time to say stop punching me in the face. Um, that's why I couldn't be a fighter. I said on the radio yesterday I couldn't be a fighter because if I knew someone had a fractured eye socket, I I couldn't punch him in the face. What, mate? Just just stop fighting, please. Just throw the towel. I don't want to hit you in the face anymore. I feel bad. You know, I throw a massive right hook and be like, mate, I am so sorry. I didn't mean to hit you in the eye. I feel really bad. <laughs> There's no killer instinct. None. Maybe that's what happened with Errol Spence. He didn't want to punch him in the right eye socket, so he just kept hammering the left and then broke his face. Maybe. Maybe that's what happened. Yeah, I'm no boxing expert, but I just know broken faces is a surefire way to stop. So... What else has been happening this week? Oh, the sun was out yesterday. And I was, I was happy. I was happy that um, I didn't see any any people wearing too little clothing. You know? The sun's out. They wore t-shirts. They wore shorts. People just out in the park drinking. Kids fr- frolicking. Even saw Alicia Dixon singing. As well, I didn't even know this... She was meant to be singing in Stratford, but I saw her. I wasn't close enough to touch her, though. Which is probably beneficial for her, me, and everyone watching. <laughs> no, she's a, uh, yeah, gorgeous woman. But couldn't really see her face without my glasses on. So, so I had to assume she looked as good as she does on TV. But I've digressed. What else was going to talk about yesterday? Anything else happened yesterday, but at the start of the week, 
Oh, I went to church, didn't I? I went to my mum's church, and that was cool. That was fine. Uh, I didn't spontaneously combust, no. Um, no, I like my mum's church. They are, they're a cool set of people, you know. I have different ideologies and beliefs, but hey, I'm in, I'm in their house. They're, on a, they're having a party. They invited me, and... What I like about Mum's Church is you can just go there, you can sit down, and people just ask you, "Oh, haven't seen you before. What are you doing here?" And it's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm her son." Oh, you're her son. Okay, really nice to meet you. And then they just walk away. That's it. They just walk away. They don't hand you any leaflet, any books. Have you thought about Jesus? <laughs> it does, doesn't happen. They're just like, hey, well, hope you have a good time. And yeah, enjoy yourself. Help yourself to a drink. Help yourself to some food. It's just, that's it. You know? If I was borderline, right, I didn't really know where I, where I was with faith, I would definitely go back. That's it. It's just that kind of open door policy. There you go. Doors open. You can walk through it if you want. Rather than when you're just like walking out of a train station and people just trying to hand you religious doctrine. I don't want that. Why are you pressuring me? Because then it starts an argument. It's too, you've been too pushy. Too pushy on the sales there. Eh? Jesus give you sales targets. Ah, <laughs> oh dear. Well, no, that was cool. Um, did that. And then Monday, it's about four o'clock at my desk at work. And then sounds felt like I had food poisoning. I've had food poisoning before. It's just the same feeling. I had this stabbing pain in my stomach. Went to the cube court work. Uh, I won't give you too much details, but it was just water. And then I threw up. I threw up at work. Now, I'd, if you... If you're a boozer, you know what it's like throwing up while drunk. But to throw up while sober, it's just a whole different thing. I haven't thrown up sober for a long time. <laughs> Very long time. Since I last had food poisoning. Then before that, I was about six. It's just you just don't throw up sober at this age. It's, um, it was nuts. Um, and then you realise when you have food poisoning, there isn't actually any medication to take. So I was ran to the supermarket, got some diarolites to rehydrate my body. And then just didn't eat for the next kind of 12 hours. So if I recovered, I recovered. But while I was at football, my teammates said it was the best game they've seen me play. So now I'm going to throw up before every game. <laughs> some pre-match bulimia. I'm not taking to make out people with eating disorders. Oh, I guess I just did. So... <laughs> <laughs> it's too late it's too late but what was a funny thing that happened which I actually got a joke from um, so I'm not going to make out I'm going to try and tell this as a story as it happened because I saw it happen on Monday I did a gig on Tuesday and I turned it into a bit on Tuesday so uh, it's going to come across as a bit it's going to come across like it's rehearsed but it's just, it's just what happened. The story did happen on Monday. Uh, I was going to the train station after the football game. And I saw this like 
white dude in his 40s or 50s just running up the stairs. And I hear him go, I don't feel safe around that fella. Don't feel safe around that. I thought, what is down the bottom of the stairs? Get into the seating area on the platform. And there's this guy who's like, looks Middle Eastern, kind of like uh, descent. He has the he has a beard, but everything else is like super Western what he's wearing. And I can hear, I hear him talking on the phone. I hear him say Ramadan. So I, I put two and two together. It's like okay, this white dude ran away from this guy because you know the media propaganda, the Islamophobia. He's just like he's he's now he's bricking it. So he runs away. The guy's talking about Ramadan, but when I listen more, the guy's got like Cockney accent, and what he's actually saying about Ramadan is, eh. Mate, I you know Ramadan, you gonna bother fasting this time round? <laughs> I mean, if this guy is not willing to give up food for his faith, I don't think he's gonna give up life. So I don't think this is the extremist here. I don't, I don't think this is the fundamental terrorist type. I don't think that's the guy. I don't think that's him. But saying that, um, I was in Manchester. Uh, bombing happened um i've been thinking about this all week about how i was going to approach this on the podcast because i don't want to make light of it but then i don't want to be too serious because this ain't fucking news night <laughs> i'm just a guy in his room in his underwear talking about his week um but i guess what is there to say? What is there to say? It's bad. It was definitely bad. Um, I'm not one of those people who, you know, because uh, you get extremists on both ends of political spectrum. You know, you get some left wing people telling people not to be upset um, because Britain bombed Syria and other countries. But no, it's, it's not you shouldn't be upset about what happened in Manchester. You should be upset about the bombings in Syria as well. That's what it is. So, yeah, you should be upset about all of those things. Um, and he's just fucked up, man. Um, some people may, may... All right, all right, here it comes. So, some of the status is people are saying, it's like, oh, you know, you should feel safe, especially at a music concert. Uh, as well, my good friend said, do you expect terrorists to be considerate? Like, they don't care you're at a music concert. I don't give a shit. That's where most people are. There's a lot of people there who can just blow some stuff up. Um, you know, can't do it for maximum effect. And it's kind of... Uh, it's just a mess, man. An absolute mess. And what, it's the stories that come out after, right? Like, a lot of people say, oh, the Muslim community needs to do more about reporting uh, suspects of extremism. Apparently, this guy was reported five times. Five times. From his local mosque, people reported him. So, what more could people do? What more could people actually do? Like, they've reported it, so they should. Why is there no investigation? There's like, there's none. Like, it's just shit to me. It's just really shit that, that it was reported. People took all those steps, and still nothing was done to prevent it. And what annoys me though actually about these kind of instances it's all the pictures they drag up about the about the uh, well not suspect 
the killer, the bomber. Just drag like all these irrelevant pictures up. Like it's like, oh, here's a picture of him on the beach three years ago. Just like what? Here's a picture of him eating a sandwich just weeks before. Just who cares? What is this adding to anything? You know, or they try to uh try to like catch him doing something embarrassing. So this doesn't bring anyone back to life and it doesn't add any value. You know, it doesn't help us prevent further bobbins. No, if you kill yourself, I'm going to show a picture of you on the beach three years before you did it. Hmm. Yeah, think twice now. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, it's just, been, it's just, uh, it was shocking. But, um, and obviously, it was uh, for the day before the Europa League final of Manchester United playing Ajax. And um, again, this is my my friend said this because you, you know it's naturally they're gonna make it about the bombing Manchester there, and you know Manchester won and come to say things like ah oh, they've done it for the city and the tragic events yesterday and it's like I don't think those twenty two dead kids really care about a Europa League trophy <laughs> they, they won't. There's won't. Um, and annoyingly, part before a lot of them would be City fans as well. So again, that just doesn't. It it does. It's just the two things don't have to be linked. They have to link the two. Um, I saw some crazy things as well. You know, from the news, political reactions such as suicide bombers should get a death penalty. <sighs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I heard one person add a Facebook status <clears throat> in the Facebook status that they want pictures of the bomber. Like, after the bombing. I'll just let that sink in. Like, why? What? How? <laughs> well, how? How? How is that? I saw a few people with that status. Why can't I ain't seen a picture of the guy who's done it? Like, after he did it. It's like... Jesus Christ, this is a guy's. But we put on a. And like, oh, it's nothing as well. After these events, they all show like images of like bits of the bomb. And uh, they kind of force your emotion with the article. Here's a chilling picture of a piece of metal. And that's it. It's like, it's a chilling picture. It's just like, why are you stirring up emotion? It's stirring up anger and emotion in people. You know? Just keep it localised. And just try not to sensationalise it. Because it makes it attractive. It makes it sexy to a psychopath. That they're going to get all this coverage. It does. But, anyway. On a lighter note. My gig on Tuesday. Um, that was really fun. Um, getting some good comedians passed through. But one thing, right, I saw twice, two different instances of, loads of instances of, remember, so this gig is in a bar that serves food. Not only do I see people bringing their own food and eating it, bringing their own booze. What kind of animal, scumbag, tight-ass, mean-spirited, 
broke as fuck. <laughs> Piece of shit. Brings booze into a bar. This isn't like a big old chain bar. This is a bar ran by a couple who are more than hospitable. And you're going to drink alcohol in their face, in their bar. So when they were actually pulled up on it, like, mate, it's out of order. You've brought food and you're drinking here. This is a bar. Well, I think one of the guys even asked for a cup for his own booze. And it was just like... It's like, why did it need to be explained to you that what you're doing is wrong? Like, who does that? Like, would you bring, like, your own dead body to the funeral? Like, oh, okay, I've gone morbid, way too morbid. That, that example's too extreme. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. Um, but you get my drift, right? You're going somewhere for service being provided. You don't bring your own shit to it. Okay, and the bar wasn't even big. It wasn't like you could hide. They stood right next to the bar like, oh, I didn't realise this would be an issue. Me bringing my alcohol to your bar. <laughs> ah, dear. But back to football. I said Europa League. Final, I've watched that in the bar. I'm always in the bar. I'm in the pub. And, um, yeah, I was in the pub. And uh, I don't know which fans are the worst. See, like, I don't actually mind Arsenal fans, okay? They're a lot like Tottenham fans, so they support different teams. United fans, though, maybe because it's where I'm from, we're so far away from Manchester that as soon as you say you support Man United or Liverpool, I kind of look at you and go, hmm, really? Like, so you don't really like football then? <laughs> That's my first conclusion. But in the, in the uh, bar, and there's a guy, full kit wanker. And the full shirt on. I'm not even sure if it's a real shirt. And it's just like, ah, you are such a plastic fan. Singing all the songs is like, you've never been to Old Trafford in your life. You can just smell it. You can smell the guys who never watched his team live. Um, but he was there just starting songs. He's like, you're such an annoying dick. Such an annoying dick. Um, and you know, there's just yeah, they're just annoying. And they oh, I'm going back to what the commentators are saying. Sorry, <laughs> one of the commentators again. They went back to the Manchester incident. Going, football brings people together. That's that's what was the that was the mantra there. And I was thinking, yeah, true, until someone gets glassed in the face. <laughs> you know. That's, if you've been to real pubs, uh, football does bring certain people together. Or also end up with like a woman being punched in the face outside the pub. I've, I've witnessed that. That was after Liverpool. And uh, no, it wasn't Liverpool. It was... Yes, it was, it was Man United Champions League final against Barcelona. And a Liverpool fan came running in and started cheering in the middle of the pub. So, but three United fans chased him outside the pub. Um, they all just started laying into him. His girlfriend was like, stop hitting him. Stop hitting him. Stop it. One of the dudes, fully savage. She tries diving in to break it up. One of the dudes just punched her square in the face. Not saying that was funny. It was just, 
you can't be running in front of a dude when he's in beast mode. <laughs> if these guys are willing to beat up a guy over football, I don't think they're going to pull back that right hook when they see a bit of long hair and a, and a high-pitched voice. <laughs> these guys are just animal dudes. But, um, no, but that game was good, though. The Europa League final. It was a good game. Um, United wanted it more. You know, Ajax were kind of embarrassing with their manager and assistant manager with matching suits. Um, uh, matching suits and stuff. And, uh, and Rooney was embarrassing. That was really embarrassing. I mean, Manchester club, you got a scouser as a captain. He played four minutes and he got the armband and lifted a cup. Just like, I think that's one level lower than John Terry when he put on the kit and he hadn't even played. <laughs> <laughs> to demand the captain's armband, I'll lift it. Like he can't relift that trophy. And, um, and the amount of players injured for United, they had like Ashley Young, Luke Shaw, Ibrahim, all on crutches. Like, what is going on? Their training ground like needs kind of uh, do some walking training, need some wheelchairs for their team. I realize I've been talking about football a lot on this podcast. Um, I'll tell you one thing I noticed actually in the bar. You know, it's not about football. Because there's a lot of women in the bar um, on Wednesday. I know, women watching football is a man's domain. No, I'm not I'm Not a raging sexist. Just a, just a subconscious one, you know, like most men. <laughs> but um, if she were in the bar, I could tell some of them, they've come straight from work with the guys from work. And minutes before the football came on, they're like, okay, I've had enough pretending I like you guys. I'll, I'm leaving. But there was this one girl there, girl and a guy. And I could just tell that this guy was just tolerating her. Just tolerating this girl. Why? Because he definitely wanted to bag. It, it was just so clear. He had no interest in her as a person. She had no interest in football. And every now and again, you know, he'd kiss her. To kind of keep her interested. You know, grab her by the waist to kind of, you know, kind of animal kingdom to show every guy in the bar she's mine. Don't touch her. But I could tell they weren't together. I could just tell they weren't boyfriend and girlfriend. It was a clear office bang. And that got confirmed when I went to the bar. I went to the bar. She tried to push in front of me. And, uh, okay, this is rude. But I did tell her, uh, no. You're nowhere near cute enough to try and push in front of me. <laughs> um, and then I realised it was the girl who I saw earlier. And my ego and my... I had to confirm whether she was uh, single. I wanted to prove myself right. So I asked, so, um, I asked her, oh, so... She asked me, am I single? I said, no. Because uh, I didn't want to, just didn't want to talk to her. <laughs> I go, are you? And she went, yes, very single, very. <laughs> kind of stared at me. I was like, so what about that dude? Is that not your fellow? And she was like, no. And then he came over and just started kissing her again. And I was like, dude, I'm I'm not interested in your chick, like not remotely. I just wanted to prove to my mates. That what I what I predicted was exactly happening. And I was like, oh, so you two uh, work for each other then? She's like, yeah. And I was like, I just knew it. I just knew it. Just blatant office bag. I could see it. But um, 
What else happened this week? How long have I been on this podcast for? I feel like I've been talking for ages. Ah, 23 minutes. Okay. I'll wrap up soon. Uh, my other thing is to have a scepter and his bloody uh, blouse. His lady top. Um, like, what's going on with men's fashion? You had the romper earlier in the week or last week, and then you've got Skepta wearing a blouse. He, he seemed coked off his face in that interview, though. And I'm not sure if it's that thing where you get so famous and successful, you just start getting bored. You just start doing just different shit, just so people talk about you. But he didn't make a point, though. That you don't know what's men's and women's clothing until you're told, really. So it's given a kind of arbitrary label. Um, that's not me saying I want to start wearing skirts, but I'm just saying like, we're told it's women's clothing. Because a kilt isn't really different to a skirt. Several all the kind of social context we put on it. How you wear the two is the same. I mean, so he's got a point there. However, he did look like he was wearing something that, you know, his mum should wear, really. He, he looked like a John Paul Gaultier type of top. I, to be fair, I didn't actually notice it was a woman's top until someone pointed out it was a woman's top. So, I guess Skepta had a point there. I mean, I just didn't like the top, so I wouldn't wear it. Um, I don't like frills, like frilly things. Um, what makes you laugh, though, is like all the old hip-hop heads... Guys in their 40s and 50s going, oh, what's going on with these young boys now, man? Wearing these women's clothing. Like, ah, shut up. You listen to Prince and Adam and the Ant. <laughs> you was watching men with makeup and blouses all through your childhood. Don't try to make out our artists are any different now. Okay? Those guys are sex symbols as well. <laughs> no, man. Anyway, I think that's it for the podcast, really. Um, I mean, there was that video that went around that I wanted it to be true of the fiancé at a bachelorette party getting smashed by a stripper, but fake news. Fake news. It was just a scene from a porno. But my desperation for that to be true, my desperation for a man's life to be ruined, (laughs) just shows you the kind of voyeuristic and savage nature of the internet now. It's changed us. We've lost humanity. We should stop using the internet. Except for finding my podcast. That's it. That's the only time you should use the internet when I want to promote things. Okay? Alright, that's the podcast. Uh, that's episode 15. I'm Darren Griffiths. Uh, yeah, peace. Have a good week.